podcast um unique circumstances you bought some new new equipment we're trying to test it out and uh instead of just testing out we thought why not just do a podcast episode and last minute we watched uh, my best friend's wedding which i like to describe as the face off of rom-coms because it's one batshit insane but two highly enjoyable (laughs) uh joel couldn't be with us today but we do have a special guest. She is a uh, foremost expert on all things rom-coms and Paul Giamatti, and that is Sue. Sue, thank you for <laughs> being with well, us today. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for having me. I believe Joe has uh, syphilis. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought he didn't have his Vax card with him. Oh, that yeah, what I it think was? that's what it was. <laughs> Either way, Joel's down bad. <laughs> um, uh, shots? Prost. Glug, glug, glug. Cheers. So, uh, I know this is last minute, kind of threw in a fire. Does anybody have a one word or one phrase for this movie? Mine is cliche. I think I've used this word before. Uh, overused and betrays lack of original thought. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it is a, tr- a very uh, overused storyline, in my opinion, right? I would agree with that. When did can Nicholas, I have, wait? Oh, yeah. Can I have two words? If, is it hyphenated? Wait. Can you hyphenate it? May well, maybe it's. Is it three words? Maybe save for later. Remember that part? No. <laughs> save for the email. That oh, was crazy. Oh, yes. All right, we'll talk about that. <laughs> My this, second word is delete. <laughs> I deleted this movie. <laughs> this movie does feel. I don't know how to describe it. It feels like I've seen this movie a million times in other rom-coms, but it also feels new to me. And I think that's just because we'll get into it, who the protagonist, antagonist of this movie is. But it also feels like this is the one movie where the lead of this film doesn't get like get what she wants in a rom-com. It's always like the fairy tale ending. True. And this movie, she starts a disaster and she ends as, as a, a disaster. disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's like that. the one thing. I mean, this writer is, it's an old man. You think it's a young woman, but it's an old man. So, And he wrote Rain Man. So at least he has some. A great movie. He has some things going on yeah. in his head where it's, he's got some. Uh, some intelligence. Some there. speck of intelligence. Also then wrote Sleeping with the Enemy and Stepmom. So he clearly has a fetish for. I don't watch a whole lot of rom-coms. This is the first rom-com. Where the leading person, or what what would you call leading Julia lady? Roberts, like the yeah. lead, yeah, of the film yeah. is like the horrible person. <laughs> she was a horrible person. <laughs> Do we want to get into it? Who the antagonist of this film is? Do you think <laughs> Do there's me too? <laughs> well, I say well, there's two, but I can I always flip flop yeah, like who the two. who who's worse? Well, I think she's the antagonist. And I just think he's a douchebag. Well, first of all, for the people um, who haven't seen this movie, 
God bless you. Um, <laughs> Jul- Julia Roberts, who uh, her name is Jules. Way to fucking stretch out Julia Roberts on that. It's like fucking Jules. Could you at least like maybe like ghouls or duels? You have to go fucking Jules. Are you that fucking stupid? I guess and you I didn't couldn't remember no, your name? To me, this was her name in the first draft. Was like Anne and Julia's like no, uh, you're gonna I'm change gonna this to night, Julia. Like. You're gonna change this to Jules. Yeah. <laughs> Even in, I think uh, when she was in Ocean's uh, was it Ocean's Twelve? Yeah, yeah. She came she as yeah, Julia Roberts because they saw it. They told her it's like, hey, we're gonna have you play up. She's like, no, I, I gotta play myself. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other the uh, leading guy is Michael Dermot Mulroney, I think, or Mulroney. Yep, Dermot Mulroney. Uh, a cheap Hugh Grant lookalike. <laughs> I like him so. Kimberly, played by Cameron Diaz, a young Cameron Diaz, yeah, uh, uh, good-looking Cameron Diaz. Can I stop she went you there for a second? But... She was actually twenty-seven, really, when she but, made, oh, really? but she plays a twenty-year-old. But, but, but I meant like, this is like early in her career. But I'm kinda, just saying but... she's playing a twenty-year-old and she looks like a twenty-year-old, right. but she's actually twenty-seven, which oh, is wow. more like respect. Right? She was adorable. She's very cute. Uh, hold on. No, I'm going to get a lot of people mad. I I meant I find Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz decent looking, but they're not. I don't know how these aren't beautiful women. Neither one of them are beautiful women. No. They both got big mouths. And that's a, that's a deal breaker for you? I, <laughs> for, when I watch those two in movies, I can't stop looking at their mouth. And I'm, you know, I, yeah, I'm not. Hold on, I'm not fucking George Clooney. I'm not saying that. But these two women who are like on these most beautiful women's list, you guys got to agree, they're not in the top twenty. But this is they're not hideous. Is this, either, no, 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 no. Well, ha- but so I'm, I'm not. So I'm. This is out of my league because this is 1997. So I don't know what like what 1997 hot was. Were they? Well, or is she more of like the girl? Meg next Ryan. Door? Meg Ryan. 1997 was. Beautiful. She was good looking, just a girl next door, kind of a look. These two, I, maybe it's the big mouth. I don't know, but it's throwing me off. <laughs> it seems like you have an anti type I think they're pretty, so whatever. <laughs> Once you, now that I said that, you two watch these. Next time you see movies with them in, you'll be like, holy shit, those mouths are big. <laughs> I was fact, told I big think, mouths are a good thing. I think that's <laughs> that's why Julia Rodgers probably wanted Cameron Diaz in this movie. She's like, oh, there's another person with a huge mouth. You'll make me look you know, not as big. Julia Roberts did handpick Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I knew it. All right, go ahead. Go on. I just had to get that. So, out Jules, and his name is Michael in the movie too, right? You can. I right. feel like we could call them by their actor actress's name. So if you Julia need to. and what's just his, say Hugh Grant. Dermot. Cheap, cheap Dermot. Yeah. Just so Julia cheap, and Dermot are supposedly best friends. Um, they dated in college. They were together for like a month, and then she broke his heart. But then they became best friends. How, um, okay, so they're best friends, but they don't talk for like months at a time. She doesn't return his phone call for over a month. Um, he looks at her with puppy eyes. Uh, he walks in on her in her underwear, and that's no big deal. Um, they have a song. The whole thing is creepy as hell. They are not best friends. There's some weird shit going on, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, you don't... You don't um fuck somebody and then you're that's your best friend i'm telling you it doesn't happen you're not best friends once you fuck no, no. 
I thought that was very anti rom com like the fact that they like said the word fuck in this movie and that they yeah like were ex fuck buddies. I just thought that was a little unusual and something you don't really see because you usually you make it the girl pure like Cameron Diaz, but Julia Roberts is smoking six like at least six to twelve cigarettes right. per day in this movie. She's <laughs> Plus, you're not you're not best friends if you don't see someone for two years or return their calls. You're or... not best friends. No, that's that was my biggest gripe with this film. Is well, at first I thought they were giving a four day notice to everyone in this film. But I don't think so. As you were telling me that, yeah, that she was just not returning calls, which yeah, again seemed... seems like a sh- not. Not only is that not best friend material, that's just shitty person right material. And she's like, oh, I'm busy with whatever my food critic job. Yeah, <laughs> can we talk about? Food critic, because sure. I feel like that, out of all the jobs to give Julia Roberts in this film, food critic was the least, it was, like, the least accurate. Well, and it's kind of unrealistic to be 27 and be a top food critic. That I don't really know how you get from point A to point B with that. I feel like know? that's, like, yeah, you have to do a lot of shit jobs at the newspaper or, like, the, right. at the magazine before you become food critic. Right. The first scene in this movie, she's at the restaurant doing a critic and the chef comes out and she's like this is what i'm going to write <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> who does that i don't know yeah, like, no weird. they secretly tell you your food sucks or you're, you're it's good they don't sit there and tell you what they're writing would you want to know if your food was uh bad they'll write the spot and then you could just no go and- <laughs> i don't i don't <laughs> you could go and make her a better uh no dish. because then my my fucking day's done I, I, i'll never cook for anybody again i'll be like fuck this Plus, I, I would probably spit in her food the next time she comes in. <laughs> <laughs> so the, my first note on this uh, movie was her cell phone. And it was like this giant thing that you unfolded. G.I. Joe antenna? You unfolded three parts and it's got an antenna. And I was like, I had that cell phone in the late 80s. So I was cracking up. And that cell phone is actually in the Smithsonian right now that I saw when I was there. So I, I laughed at that part. I was waiting for a scene where Tom Sizemore <laughs> comes out and talks about <laughs> <laughs> How they lost Calling the hill. Charlie or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Hamburger Hill. We're looking for Private Ryan. Um, they really make so. They really make out twenty eight to be like you're like you're dead. Your uterus is done. You're like you can't right. do anything in life. Like twenty eight now is like I I think I looked it up. It was twelve percent of people by twenty eight are married. In the United States, yeah, they again for people who haven't seen this movie. Go God, ahead. God bless you. But what Gene is trying to get to is like the the scene starts out with her saying, "We made a pact when we were twenty that you know if we're not married by twenty, if we're going to get married to each other." It's like fucking twenty eight. What is this nineteen oh eight? Right. What would twenty eight be today? Like forty. For, it would be forty. Yeah. For not married by sure or yeah probably late thirties if you want to have a or. Mid to late thirties, if you want to have a baby, yeah. Just like Julia Roberts probably made them change her name, Julia. They also probably changed the age twenty eight to what? Because Julia Roberts and I think Dermot Mulroney were like twenty eight or twenty nine when this movie came out. So I think they just made twenty eight the number. <laughs> How old are you guys? Like an arbitrary right. number. 28. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put twenty eight down. So all right, so he. The premise of this movie is that um, yeah, they made this pact. To, get married to each other if they turn 28 and they're not married yet. And then he, when she finally returns his call, he says, it's Wednesday night, and he says, I'm getting married on Sunday. And 
instead of saying, oh, congratulations, that's great or whatever, she has a total meltdown and she says, I am breaking up this wedding. It's like, okay, uh, you haven't talked to this dude in months and now all of a sudden you're like, hell, you're in love with him and you got to break up this wedding. It's like, where? how did that Where were you for, for all those months and Well, how years? did that switch get flipped? All of a sudden she realizes she's in love with him? That part was weird. Yeah, so then we find out that Cameron Diaz is who Dermot Mulroney is going to marry to. Right. And Cameron Diaz is this young, beautiful woman that's in college, yet doesn't have any friends. You know, sans one person who shattered her pelvis, apparently, is the throwaway line. Sure. I so didn't she- know that shattering your pelvis got you out of... Because well, I feel like getting out of being a, a, like a maid of honor or a, a best man is like the best thing to ever happen. Because <laughs> then you just don't have any responsibilities. Well... She's adorable. Well, not four days before the wedding, though, because you already paid for everything. Well, she's adorable. She's a hoot. Uh, She's, like, over-the-top crazy. She'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Yet her two bridesmaids are two crazy cousins that she had to ask. And then her one friend, like Eric said, broke her pelvis. I feel like you can still, like, walk and get in a dress. Am I wrong? I don't know about the getting in a dress part. I don't know. I don't know if you have to wear, like, a cast over your pelvis. Maybe she's in the hospital. I don't know. So, anyway, she asks... Julia Roberts to be her maid of honor, which was super dumb. So. The maid of honor being in a in a cast over her pelvis would be like the seventh least, the seventh <laughs> most interesting thing to happen in this wedding. I'm going to ask my our special guest. Would you ever ask the person that slept with your fiance no, to no, be no, your maid of honor? No, because. Oh, I thought that happens all the well, time. Well, first of all, if if. Um, my future husband said, yeah, I have this friend, and she's a woman, and we're best friends. Okay. Okay, it's cool. I can't wait to meet her. Man, the minute you meet her and the minute you see how they act with each other, uh-uh, red flags are going up. He walks in on her in her underwear. <laughs> they they kiss each other. Um, he's looking all googly-eyed at her. No. Really? I didn't get that from that movie. I did not. No, I'm joking, because every scene that Julia Roberts and – cheap Hugh Grant are together, there are exactly six inches. Their faces are six inches right. from each other. Right. And if I'm like the camera Diaz, I'm like, uh, hold, wait a minute, fuckers. Back off a little bit. Right. Oh, don't mind us. We're just friends. We fucked, but we're just friends. Yeah, there was... There, were, there was a lot of closeness. Yep. They were like right Ma- on top of each other. Major red flags going up. <laughs> Although, she, she said this in the beginning... The Cameron Diaz character, which is a great line. She said, um, he has you on a pedestal and he has me in his arms. I win. I was like, oh, you go, girl. You go, girl. That was a great line. I, I was Actually, I was saying the same fucking thing at the same time. That's amazing. <laughs> that was a good line. She kind of put her in her place. It's weird because <laughs> this movie makes it out as if Dermot Mulrooney, who... Marty's calling uh, Hugh Grant Mountain Fury version uh, <laughs> yes. version of Rowdy's <laughs> Hugh Grant. There you go. Uh, she's basically saying that like she's his backup. Like she's been his backup for nine years. It's almost like she's had him on like the back burner. Right. And oh, the moment sure. she he found somebody else that's not her. Right. Like she just immediately gets angry. Right. And it's like, why is she the one that's angry? He should be angry because you like literally strung him along for nine years. It sounds so, like uh, we have not talked about her Julia Roberts' best friend yet, George, who 
he speaks the most truth out of this whole movie. And he said to her, because she called him and she told him all this that's going on. And he said to her, do you love him or are you just afraid of losing him? Ooh. Wait, hold on. Are you George. trying to tell me in a rom-com there is a stereotypical gay man yes. involved in this movie who's a best friend? Yes. No, I could shut wait, the hell up. Hold on. I, I, I misquoted him. Cliche. He said, and I quote, do you love him or is it about winning? George. That is like right there. That cuts through it. Cliche. That was great. Yeah, this movie could have been 27 minutes and that would have been it. It, it would have been two minutes if Julia Roberts would have listened to anybody. Right. <laughs> Does Julia Roberts have like parents or another friend? Because it felt like Julia Roberts really could have used somebody to like give her some advice she only, other than George. She only talked to George and and he told her exactly what's going on and she didn't listen to him. So, so could we cut pivot um, yes. to Dermot Mulroney and Cameron Diaz? Because I have two questions okay. that I feel like we could talk for hours about. Um, the first <laughs> is why is Cameron Diaz giving up her life for this guy? Because this guy is pretty average. Exactly. I said the same thing. She's a 20-year-old billionaire. She's has the she's a billionaire. She's twenty years old. First of all, why first of all, why are you going to college in wherever she's going? You could go anywhere you want. Matter of fact, you don't even need to go to college. I think she stayed in old. Chicago. I think I she's know. at the university. She had yeah. to stay in Chicago. Studying she says. architecture. She's a twenty year old billionaire. And why are you with this fucking loser? Oh, I don't think that. I just think that so first of all, his job is he's a sports He's a writer for Sport Magazine, <laughs> which is like the greatest name of a magazine. By the way, looked it up. Actually, a real magazine. Nice. Yeah, there was a Sport Magazine sport back magazine. in the day. That folded in I think it folded. I was going to say But that. he's a sports writer for that magazine. And they keep on talking in the movie about, it's not a grown-up job. It's a shitty job. It is? I think that's a, great, that's a great job. Why is that a shitty job? I don't understand that whole part. Well, what's funny is he's talking like, okay, maybe he loves being a sports writer. But you're marrying into the owner of the Chicago White Sox and right. the owner of like Comcast. So you can literally, once this guy dies, you're eventually going to own the Chicago White Sox, which is like a billion dollar co- right. like franchise corporation. Right. So, like, neither why? one of you need to be doing any and fucking nothing. thing. Learn to uh, do something in the front office, do a front they, office job. That was my point is that he's got it. He loves sports. He's a writer for Sport Magazine. He's marrying the daughter of the guy who owns the White Sox. They're offering him a job in the front office. Uh, what is so bad about that? It's, He's all pissed off about that. <laughs> Why? This is like a dream job. Well, you are going to be working for a... You continue spo- doing sports. Right. But you don't have like... No the, travel. You, you have the travel, right. the long hours, the shitty pay. You get rid of all of that, but you keep the sports. Right. It's like the greatest gig of all time. Right. But he makes it seem like they're it's taking horrible. out his pinkies. Right. I that think he I actually didn't. likes to be in the male locker rooms. <laughs> Maybe that's. Me. I just didn't understand the whole part at all. Yeah, Which, they by offer the way, him. As this goes out, I think him and George got a thing going Also, on. I couldn't find any uh, any legal matter, but it seemed morally, ethically wrong that the sports writers are sharing uh, a suite with the owner of the White Sox. Isn't that like. Because it was like his editor. His coworkers were also in that suite at that game they all went yeah, to. Yeah, normally. That seems like... You should uh, be impartial if you're a sports writer, yes. Yeah, that seemed a you little... You should be sitting with the other writers. A little in, suspect. Yes, I, I guess I didn't notice that, but I, I agree with that. How... My other second 
question with Cameron Diaz and Dermot Mulrooney. Hugh Grant. Uh, how did these two meet? Because she's a 20-year-old college student, and he's a 28-year-old writer, sports writer. So, like, what in what circumstances did they meet? Well, I thought they said something, but I don't remember. I thought they said how like, they met. Like, is he going to, like... Is he going to the nitty gritty? That's twenty eight year old man going no, to college. No, I thought bar? they met. I'm like, embarrassed to know this. <laughs> Wait, how do you know this? <laughs> when at the end, well, you're like, well, when we get to the end, whatever. But they were at that train station, which had church pews, which is kind of weird. But he said to her, "This is where we met," and I was. No, that's where they he proposed to her. Oh. Then that's forget where, it. That's Never where mind. he proposed almost, to it. You almost had it. No, I thought they said it, but I didn't write it down, like how they met. I thought they said something. They probably something. met via like a White Sox game. Correct. But I mean, Correct. it like, seems yeah, he implausible. Did. Yeah. And why she's, again, interested in this man when she could be interested in literally any... She has... She could be dating fucking athletes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Millionaires. Yeah. You know, it's like, jeez. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Leonardo DiCaprio was like 20 in 1997, too. It made sense more than... Uh, more than uh, she could have been dating Frank yeah. Thomas from yeah. the White Sox. Your <laughs> dad will own the White Sox for Christ's sake. Do you have? <laughs> There's a lot of unrealistic uh, parts of this movie. I know it's shocking to hear. <laughs> I have one in particular, but okay. I want to hear what you two think was the most unrealistic part of this movie. Ooh, well now I have to think about that. <laughs> I have one off the. I pass. <laughs> You don't have one specific. Uh, oh, that's unrealistic. Just okay. one. Oh. Just one. Okay, hold on. Unrealistic I, or insane? I, I, got, I think those go. Hand I got one that's unrealistic. Everybody. Okay, so Julia Roberts, who's new to Cameron Diaz's family, she they don't know. They don't know her, right? Which, first of all, she's like all of a sudden she's the maid of honor. She's the best friend of Cameron Diaz, which is unrealistic. But then all of a sudden, like the mom and dad, the cousins, the friends, everybody just, they, they just like act like she's been around for 20 years. Am I wrong on this? So this is like a, <laughs> so no, this is like a, a rom-com trope where you have two people in a rom-com. You have the, um, what's the person that like, what would be an adjective? Somebody that doesn't believe in love. That's uh, someone that's like, yeah. uh. You know, they. I'm trying to think of a word to sound fancy, but somebody that doesn't believe in love. Right. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where it's people that, like, unrealistically are, like, goo goo gaga in love. And that's her, Cameron Diaz and her entire family are, like, the same person, if you think about it. They're, like, the unrealistic lovers. And Julia Roberts and Dermot Mulrooney are, like, the... Uh, are like the, the uh, so they're I'm the they're the I'm try- you guys are not helping me. No, no, hold on. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But I've no I know people who are kind of like this who are like you know super friendly. You know, I'll try to take people in. No one still acts like this. No one like takes somebody in and it all was of a sudden over the tap. it was just yeah so unrealistic that was it was horrible. But it's it was like to the nth degree because they wanted to make every single there wasn't one negative person in Cameron Diaz's family. No. They were all like the same no, they're true. like overly joyous people. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're even, saying that was unrealistic. But even in uh, uh Cheap Hugh Grant's family, they were also there was they didn't show any Right, there's no negative person. Everybody well, they like, didn't show except for the brother. Well, the oh wait, the you mean talk about the stereotypical horny little brother? Which we never seen rom coms either. <laughs> uh, he was the only one that we really seen, 
and other than the dad open mouth kissing Julia Roberts at <laughs> the baseball game, that was gross. That was the only time I wrote we get that to down. see his family. I wrote that down too. A lot of kissing uh, on the mouth of um, people. It was but weird. even okay, you went to baseball game. Even then, uh, again, unrealistic. She comes in with all these beers, and she act. They just act like they are all like good friends from a million years. I don't know. It just seems so. That's that's what a rom com does. It over like. Well, true. you asked. What's unrealistic? It is very. And that's what yes. I'm telling you. Oh, why. That's not real life. I'm telling so you why. I go on and on. No, I'm just <laughs> telling you. Like I'm telling you why they do that. It's because every rom com is just basically a scenario in life, and they like. It's like uh, you go to a baseball game, but baseball games aren't really like. They're not what we saw at this baseball game because like if you actually showed a baseball game, it would be the most boring scene. So they have to spice up this scene, and they spice it up with just unrealistic, over the top. That's yeah. We can go. We can go sixty All minutes right. on unrealistic stuff. Well, so. yeah, but that's why I asked for your most unrealistic, not okay. So my most unrealistic part. <laughs> you failed is... the test. <laughs> I did. No, him. I said oh. you're one most, and he oh. literally said the so, entire movie. So can I skip to the end? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> Julia Roberts finally tells hit um, the Dermot character that she loves him, and. He was like shocked, duh. And then she kisses him. And of course, Kimmy sees them kissing. And Kimmy freaks out and runs away. And then I think his name is Michael in the movie, right? Michael chases Kimmy. And then the Julia Roberts character is chasing Michael. So it's like, why? Obviously, <laughs> you just told him he loves you. And he's like totally blowing you off. And running after his fiance. So obviously he doesn't like you. So Kimmy jumps in a car. Michael jumps in a car. And Julia Roberts jumps in a bread truck. And she is chasing them. And somehow she keeps up with them in Chicago traffic in a bread truck. I mean, there's like no traffic at all in this movie. And how does she know how to drive a bread truck? I think it's not like driving a car, right? Isn't it kind of like there's like a. You're I, the wrong person. Is there like a stick shift and stuff? I the mo- wait, the most traffic in this movie was at that fucking train station at the end. There was a gazillion people, <laughs> which I, I know it's Chicago, but like on a Saturday, there it's like just packed, jam packed with people, but yet the, the streets, nobody in the streets. So I'm going to give my answer now to the most unrealistic part. Okay. And it was right in front of your faces, but you didn't see it. George is not gay. And it's the fact that the Sacramento Kings were in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> in this that was the most unrealistic. Where, I totally missed that. She said, uh, if when, he, when they talk about like Their he's honeymoon. traveling in yeah. the honeymoon, he said, I can go if San Antonio sweeps Sacramento in the Western Conference ah. Finals. <laughs> I was like, oh, the that Sacramento Kings. Yeah, that, that went right over me. And also in the Eastern, it was the Pacers and Cavaliers, which 1997 Cavaliers, not, no, yeah. not no. a pre-LeBron, so... I did not catch that. That was a... That was a faux pas in writing, wasn't it? <laughs> not a sports guy at sports. Um, do you think Julia Roberts actually loves Dermot Mulroney? No, I don't. I think that she's just, like George called it, he said, do you love him or are you, do you just want to win? Like, you want him so that no one else can have him. I don't think she really loved him. If she really loved him... Why she would be returning his phone calls and she would have and she was so afraid to tell him 
You know, if you love someone, you tell them. That she didn't love him. I, I mean, I agree. She obviously, it's pretty obvious she doesn't love him. But it's funny because he's, <laughs> Hugh Grant is goading <laughs> Julia into confessing her love to him. Like on throughout that. the, well, not just on the boat, but throughout the movie, he's constantly trying to goad her into, because you know, I, I think deep down, I don't know why, but he wants an out. I think he's like, from the moment she comes huh. to Chicago, I think she's like, please say I love you so I don't have to marry Cameron Diaz. Reasons? I don't know why I don't want to marry oh. this billionaire owner of the Chicago White I Sox. I didn't get that. This beautiful Cameron Diaz, but. I just think that he's a guy and he, here's this, what, Marty doesn't think she's beautiful, but she's not hideous. <laughs> um, you know, totally th- kind of throwing herself at him. Of course he's flattered. And he even said that at the end. He said, if I had a and I quote, well, there you go. Um, he said, thank you for loving me that much. It's flattering. He even said that. So I think that he's just a dude. And like I said, she's pretty much throwing herself at him and he's digging it. But I think he loved Cameron Diaz. I do. Because he was chasing her at the end. He it's wanted it's her. funny. Though, him and Cameron Diaz had nothing in common. Just like nothing in common. And Julia Roberts, I think... Is it because she thought, 28, I'm too old, uh, I got to get married? Do women have this no. feeling? No. Like they're worried they're going to have cobwebs on their uterus or something? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what the... It, it, that's what I took from this movie. Like, she just thought, I'm getting old. And I, I, have to, I have to marry somebody or something. I got to do something. There's just women that don't... They just want to win. They just want to win, and they... And that George nailed it. He said, Is, do you love him or do you want to win? And she just wanted to win. I don't think off-brand Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts have like anything in common, but the one thing they do have in common is they're two shitty people. Like They <laughs> kind of deserve to be together right. on that alone. And I Who mean, is shittier? Who is the more... Of who is shittier in this movie? Hugh Grant or can Julia I, Roberts? Can I give you my answer and then oh. you can try and guess why? Sure. I think... It's Dermot Mulrooney. Why? Because he smokes cigars in bed. <laughs> I, did find that, I did find that weird. <laughs> when well, they're like talk well, they're in the elevator, like all these bad things about him or whatever. What, what, weren't they? So, I, help me out because I forgot about this part. They're talking about his vices, like because like oh, Ca- Cameron Diaz is like that, making him a better person. Okay, the things that drive them snort, and he's like, he yeah, snores, I, I got him to quit smoking in bed or something. <laughs> quit smoking cigars, cigars in bed. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who smokes? <laughs> Hold on, honey, I'm gonna light this cigar up. <laughs> I picture him <laughs> brushing his teeth and then getting into bed and then smoking a cigar. <laughs> Like all right, I can't go to bed before I smoke my cigar. I would, I would actually have my bedmate like eating a cheese sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich, than fucking smoking a cigar. I feel like a cigar is the worst thing to do before going to bed. Like, like, what the? Well, fuck? you shouldn't smoke in bed. Hello, that's a of smoke anything in bed. Hello, that's how people die. Well, no, that's how people die. <laughs> Some people do smoke a little bit in the bed. But. Would you rather have your partner smoke a cigar in bed before <laughs> bed, in bed before bed, or eat a raw egg? They're raw both, egg. They're both gross. Seriously. I'm struggling. Seriously. <laughs> I'm struggling with your question of who is a worse person. 
because I don't know if Gene knows this, but I I smoke in bed too. I like smoking bed. He <laughs> he was just an ass as far I had, as like, I had, sorry. I'm I had to talking. do a Joel. Wait, I had to do a Joel Bushman. <laughs> I, you know what? That was a good impression. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> Joel Bushman. Uh, God bless you, but I had to do something funny that was stupid. But go ahead. Sorry, misguessed. So he, the Michael character, like I said, he, um, if that was the guy I'm going to marry, and he's acting like that with his quote-unquote best friend, he's just being a douchebag. And so that's, and you know, he's not putting the brakes on any of that, and he's kind of egging it on, so he was being a real ass. Oh, she was no saint either, though. That whole thing with trying to break them up and the shit she did, yeah, they're both bad people. So maybe they should have ended up together, two bad people ending up together, but they don't. Spoiler. Well, even if they don't, they obviously don't end up together in this movie, but I mean, they probably will end up together in like 10 years when <laughs> Karen Diaz and Dermot Mulrooney get divorced. divorced because they are getting, it's going to end in divorce. They, they, once, Oh, Dermot Mulrooney just, I think once Cameron Diaz gets a little older and realizes she made a mistake, they're getting divorced. How 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 long do you think it is? Because I'll say eight years. Hold on. I just got a new movie here. Listen to this. He actually sets up Cameron Diaz to get her fortune. So then him and Julia Roberts can get together. Like maybe six months down the line, he kills Cameron Diaz. It gets, he's, he's. Gets all her money, or just divorces her because he didn't sign a prenup. Yeah, but no, he si- he he gets. Well, yeah, I don't know how that works, but you know what I'm saying, uh, dude. That's a new movie. So you're thinking that he's just. I think he's using it's, it's Cameron Diaz to get her money. He's acting like a, a mouth breathing idiot that he is. <laughs> <laughs> Good acting, um, yeah. But I just think the whole thing about her, like I said, I think it was the fact that it was her ego and. And he's getting, you know, he found somebody else and it's her ego is bruised. And even at the end, she says to Kimmy, I lost. He loves you. Wow. It's winning or losing. Oh, she's a bad person. So they're both bad people. I don't know who's worse. I hate them both. It's funny, too, because like in the end, obviously, Cameron Diaz ends up with Dermot Mulroney and then Julia Roberts in her speech. Uh, By the way, all time worst speech Worst uh, wedding speech of all time. It has to be in the pantheon of worst <laughs> wedding speeches. Top five. Uh, I should probably ask you. What, it'd be too niche to ask what the pantheon of movie wedding. Uh, but she's definitely on the bottom. But even in her wedding speech, she's like narcissistic because her gift to them is their their song, their song, Dermot right. Mulroney and Julia Roberts song, right. which is you think it's it's is a, it egotistical or what? It's supposed to be like a sweet gesture, Cute, but right. it really is. Horrible. It's like a mean yeah, thing to bo- do. It's douchebaggy, yes, <laughs> big time. So, yeah, so so Julia Roberts and Michael have this, they, they're best friends, quote-unquote, but they have a song, and it's The Way You Look Tonight, which is a very romantic song. So it's like, hello, best friends, come on. So then I think, does he, does he tell Julia Roberts we don't have a song, or she says, I don't know. One of them says we don't even have a song. I think it's him. And so, at, yeah, so at the wedding then, Julia Roberts said, well, I didn't get you a gift, but here, I'm giving you this song. So then they danced to the song. It was like, wow, thanks, bitch. 
That was horrible. I just typed in top best wet movie wedding toast, and yeah. number one is Deer Hunter. I don't remember. That was actually that was a good one. Is Adam Sandler in there from a wedding singer? That's gotta be. <laughs> wedding Crashers Love is number, stakes. number two, obviously. Um, Hangover two. He's <laughs> a lot of these movies. I just I don't remember any. Wedding Singer's number nine. With the love stinks. All right, I want to bring up something. Steve Buscemi's number ten. Can we talk about singing I was just in this gonna... <laughs> movie, please? A lot of singing. Okay, I I don't mind singing. Well, I do mind, but they do like the whole song. <laughs> like normally in like rom coms or movies that aren't musicals, they do like a maybe a verse or two or just a little bit of it. They actually did like whole. Numbers like that, um, the one where they're at breakfast and uh, the morning, the minute you wake up, the whole Dion Warwick, Dion Warwick song, yes, and he did the whole song. <laughs> and people that were working there were in on it, yes, all the customers. Cringeworthy is not even, I don't even know what the word that and I had watching that. I yeah. cannot stand that. I cannot stand that. I feel like. Well, to me, what the funniest part about that scene was, was this is the part of the scene where then Julia Roberts, George comes to visit her and Julia Roberts tells Dermot that she's or he's her fiance to right. try and make him jealous. Right. And he gets jealous. If you if that is your best friend, quote unquote, and you should be happy for her that she finds somebody. Oh, no, he is insanely jealous. No, oh, again, red flag, red Flag. But what where I'm getting with this is <laughs> that they make it you're supposed to like the family's supposed to believe that George is straight, but then the first thing he does is to break out into song and dance. And compliment like, the mother in law on her purse and her the shoes. Thing one could do <laughs> is to break out Again, <laughs> This family had just met George one minute and they they embrace him like he's like family for twenty I love years. That, though. I love that. That's the point again. We're trying I love to make it. is that they're naive. They're they're over loving. <laughs> that's that's the point of the movie, is that they're naive. That they're that part didn't bother. And can I bring this up? He kind of looks like Hugh Grant too. They kind of look like. Can I? You guys agree he with that? He looks more like Hugh Grant than Michael. They both Mc- have the same. They both have features like <laughs> Hugh Grant. So I find that weird. Plus, George has the accent too, more Hugh Granty. <laughs> But yeah, uh, if that's your best friend, you should not be getting jealous that she's getting married. You should Cameron be happy. Cameron Diaz is a little bit like at fault here, though, because she egg, not eggs on Julia Roberts, but like the fact that she allows her to be the maid of honor, and then that scene, which kind of confused me. I don't know if I if you might think this anything to say about this, Sue, but uh, Julia Cameron Diaz helping Julia Roberts pick out a specific maid of honor dress is that like a thing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people now wear different dresses. It probably wasn't a thing in the... When was this movie made? 97. Yeah, probably wasn't a thing back then. Because she said, oh, um, don't you want me to you know, have the same dress as the others? Oh, no, you need to be distinctive and unique. And it's like, okay, yeah. I guess I thought that was weird, but I don't know. And that karaoke scene? Okay, that was just mean. <sighs> that was brutal. I actually... The one reason I love the karaoke scene, because this never really happens in a lot of movies, and it's like, um, you don't get 
a lot of movies don't have that like aha like realization moment like the first time you see this movie you're supposed to believe that Julia Roberts is the protagonist and early in the first 20 minutes like she's not that big like you don't realize that she's an evil person yet right. she's just kind of like a quirky New York busy like she's like a she's a woman that only works at her job and she's you know falling out of love and you don't you don't know Julia Roberts is a bad person yet in the Until first 20 the, minutes. Yeah. And then the karaoke scene happens, and it's that moment of realization where, oh my God, Cameron Diaz is the protagonist of this film. How you don't s- really realize that until then. How so? Because Julia Roberts is a bad person. Because right. you're, up oh, until that moment, oh, oh, yes, you're yes. believing that Julia Roberts yes, has yes, to yes, win yes. back Dermot Mulroney. Right. But then once that scene happens, yes. it's a complete, like, Yes, you realize. switch that, oh, now we're supposed to be rooting for Cameron Diaz. Right. And we're supposed to be hating Julia Roberts. Right. You just, I just feel like we don't get that in movies anymore. I think that's more, obviously, the it's, again, over-dramatized. But, but again, yeah, it's a again, very important scene in the movie. I agree. For people that didn't see this movie, God bless you. But that scene, basically, I mean, if our special guest wasn't right here right now, the C word would come up. She, that... That move was the biggest C word there was. That was really mean. She really callous is what you're saying. Yes, callous. <laughs> so the, Kim, the Kimmy character. Cold okay, go ahead. Cold-hearted. Tell, Kimmy, tell her what happened. Perhaps. So the Kimmy character had told Julie Rabbit she doesn't, you know, Michael likes karaoke bars and she can't stand them because she can't sing and this and that. And so Julia Roberts takes him to this karaoke bar. Oh, I didn't know this was a karaoke bar. Yeah, bitch, you did. And then she makes her, Kimmy, get up and sing. And Kimmy is just mortified because she can't sing. But she gives it a try. And you know what? The whole bar, I think, either feels sorry for her or she's just so darn cute. You know, they, they're all clapping for her and stuff. And, and it totally backfires on Julia Roberts, thank God. But, yeah, that was, that was a bitch move right there. She's trying to make her look bad, and it backfired, and it was great. So... Obviously, everybody loves Rupert Everett in this movie, the gay best friend George. But on this viewing, I had a different thought, and it was, shouldn't Julia Roberts and Rupert Everett get married? Because one, tax reasons. (laughs) Two, it's his 1997 New York. Gay marriage isn't legalized until 2011. So if he wants Insurance. Insurance, tax reasons. These two need those things also we'll talk about it later but it's really their reception at the end of the movie right. it's not because they apparently you leave back in the day uh, let's get into it now all right why and when did the bride and groom leave their weddings like in the 40s it was like a thing like they would i've seen movies where they like i've never seen it myself i've never been to a wedding where people leave but supposedly like the bride and groom would go and get changed and then, you know, go out to their car and everybody would wave at him and they would drive off to their honeymoon. That was the thing. And then I've the seen, reception continues. And the reception continues. I've seen the that. Yes, groom. I've seen that in movies. <laughs> That's wild. And I've Ju- seen Julia that. Roberts, who knows nobody in this re- wedding. Stays. So, stays, yeah. Right. By herself. Right. No, but, I've seen that in movies. But, okay, and, you've seen it in movies, but does that, did that happen in real life? I, it must have. Because it also happens in Father of the Bride. Right. Where he. He they the he doesn't get to see the bride, right. which is a, a great a crazy move by the way that the bride just doesn't talk to the father right. for the entirety of the wedding before she leaves for her honeymoon. That's another we'll get into that if we ever do Father of the Bride. Probably not. It's a good I also movie. love that movie. But uh, 
It's so cute. <laughs> I just thought that was wild that the bride and groom leave, and that essentially it's the reception for Julia Roberts and George. I got a question. Gene normally brings up like these questions, but I'm going to say, what was your most awkward moment in this movie? Oh, I got it right now. Can I go first? Yes. Or you want to go first? Go ahead. No. I'll... Okay, so they are fr- best friends, quote unquote, correct? And he tells, the Michael character tells Julia Roberts to save, to ke- hold the ring. So she can't, <laughs> she can't help <laughs> herself my... and she puts the ring on and... Oh, it gets stuck on her finger. So she's got it on. He never notices. I think she's had it on the whole day. He never notices that she's got the ring on. Then at the end of the night, he says to her, uh, can I have the ring back? And she says, oh, it's stuck on my finger. And he takes her finger and sucks on it and sucks the ring off. Okay, two, two things. Number one, she can't pull this ring off of her finger Yet he can suck it off her finger. And number two, you don't suck on your fr- best friend's finger. So awkward. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> now, you know how much I hate this movie. Right. You know how much I would have loved this movie? If in that moment, George comes in down the hallway and sees Michael sucking on that finger, sucks the ring off, and he all of a sudden he goes, well, hello. <laughs> now, I would have been fucking, that's awesome. <laughs> right? Hello, come on. Would that be great if all of a sudden George walks up as he's sucking a finger off and he's like, in his best George Katai, well, hello. Well, you stole my golden onion. Oh. Um, I guess we'll just get into segments. Wait, <laughs> what was that? What did I steal? The golden onion. Which is what? Like the worst acting or thing it's just like oh. the, it's like the like the worst well, thing I'm to happen sorry. in this movie <laughs> i'll have to apologize <laughs> i didn't mean to steal it uh so i just thought it was awkward is all I yeah have. so i'll give away my golden onion and it's just basically uh ring suck because this movie i feel like then led to ring sucking fetishes <laughs> so i'll just give my golden <laughs> onion to like ring uh, i believe fetish. 1997 late 1998 was a ring sucking <laughs> fetish yeah yeah there was like videos youtube videos of that so that'll on. get my golden onion do either of you have a golden onion What's that? What is it like? Just the worst. Anything that was the worst. You don't have. Well, to, yeah. You don't have to. Well, I'm telling you that just all the cliches. So like, she has her two um, friends, cousins that are her bridesmaids, and just you know they're they're supposed to be like horny or whatever, and they're always you know saying stupid sucking shit. Sucking off the ice. Yeah. Sculpture. So she sucks. That, off, by the way, that's the onion right she there. She sucks the <laughs> ice sculpture. Suck She's off. sucking on a. Sculpt, they have a David sculpture ice sculpture, which is also weird for a wedding. Why would you have is that? Is the David sculpture like fully erect? Otherwise, no, how no, would you? No, but he's no. usually naked. No, but so anyway, she puts her lips on it. So she's sucking it. his flaccid <laughs> yeah, ice piece. Trying to yes. get it, get it hard. <laughs> yeah, so she puts her mouth on it, it gets stuck on I'm it. I'm sure she's it is hard because it is frozen, right? Well, I'm sure she had the whole balls and everything going down. Because you can get that all in your mouth probably when he's flaccid. It was melting. It was so stupid. turning into liquid. Yeah. Stupid. So Where, Where's Joel right now? We need him. Do either of you have a Huey Lewis in the News <laughs> Heart and Soul Award? Which is the opposite of the Golden Young. The best thing. The Heart and Soul Award. Uh, like you the don't, best I, thing in the, in the movie? Yeah. Oh, if ahead. you don't have any, I can. I have just, one, but you go ahead. I have three, actually. And I couldn't pick a winner. So I'll give you my three. The first goes out to the piano player at the breakfast 
That guy has been waiting his whole entire life for a song and dance to break out. <laughs> Number two, Paul Giamatti, the best yeah. part of the best guy, best part of the movie, two minute scene, and he absolutely nails it. <laughs> when I first saw him in this movie, I was like, "Holy shit, he's in this movie! He's he's a bellboy or busboy, whatever." It's like, damn. So I looked it up, and sure enough, this was like the beginning of his career, basically. Do you think? This was the same character as Billions, where he's like a sex freak? <laughs> or do you think this was Planet of the Apes? Paul Giamatti? <laughs> what Paul Giamatti times. do you think this Paul Giamatti was? Um, what's that movie where he turns blue? <laughs> Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's a funny movie, too. George is the best part Which of Which one, Planet of the Apes or Big Fat Liar? Big Fat Liar. Oh, okay. George is the best part of this movie. And I'll tell you why. Because he... Tells it like it is. And if Julia Roberts had just listened to him, none of this shit would have happened. He told her, is, do you love him or is it about winning? And then at the end, he says, did I say this already? You know, Yeah. He yeah. Kinda... Who's chasing who kind of thing. Yeah. He knew exactly what the hell was going on. He, he spoke his truth and he, they should have just listened to him. He was the only one that wasn't really super douchey, so... Honorable mention goes out to just bad singers at karaoke bars. Those are the real heroes. Uh, do you have a how is this person not in this film? I Okay, so I don't have that, but I have something kind of like that. Like how is this character not in this film? I think that Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz's characters were switched. I think would have been better. I think if Cameron Diaz played... The crazy, the crazy friend. friend, and Julia Roberts played the rich person. I think Julia Roberts would have pulled off the rich person. I think this should have been switched. Is that I don't know. I thought that when I was watching this movie, I was like, damn, if these characters are switched, I think they, these girls would have pulled it off better. It would have been more believable. Maybe. Although in real life, Julia Roberts is like, <laughs> isn't she like a backstabbing like a uh, man, uh, homewrecker? Uh, isn't Julia well, Roberts like known for like sleeping in with real every- life? Yeah, she sleeps oh. with like all of her coworkers, and oh. she married Lyle Lovett for like three years. She's kind of like <laughs> fucking crazy, you know. All that I did it, but know. I think as I think it would have been more believable <laughs> with her playing a rich person and Cameron Diaz playing the psycho, want to break up the wedding. I think Cameron Diaz, let's put this: Cameron Diaz would have been better at Julia Roberts' character than Julia Roberts was. Maybe. Um, I just have a character. How is this character not in this film? I just, there was nobody to warn Dermot Mulroney about Julia Roberts' plans. I thought, like, there could have been, like, a a best man or, like, somebody. Because, like, we were talking about how, like, everybody in this movie's naive. That's not Dermot Mulroney and Julia Roberts and George. I thought there could have just been one person that was just, like, could have been, like, two or three scenes in the movie. But every time he's in it, he's always suspect of Julia Roberts. I thought that's what this right. was missing is one person to just be like, you know what? This Julia Roberts girl, she's up to no good. I thought that was, I thought it'd be like, you could put that as a comedic person too. Right. Where you have one person saying like, don't listen to her. And everybody else is like loving her. I thought that could add to this movie. Um, Do you have a prequel, sequel, remake at all? Any? uh... Well, dad said, or Marty said it before that when they get divorced, you know, (laughs) My best friend's divorce. Yeah. <laughs> they probably could make that now. They're all in their 50s, 40s. How about They're all in their um, 40s, yeah. Julia Roberts gets married in part two, and Cameron Diaz comes to As wreck havoc. A divorcee. 
Just because she's pissed at her? Or? <laughs> yeah, as a divorce. She got divorced like two months into her marriage. Ooh. And, but well, hold on. Not only does she wreck this marriage, I mean, she's like, goes on a killing spree, like time, <laughs> like American Psycho type of a thing. I'm thinking okay. like that. Is like wrong. Well, that's good. That's uh, so that's crazy. my movie? That's crazy. I do like the thought, though, is Julia Roberts getting with Cameron Diaz, his best friend from like high school, <laughs> like her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Just flip it, like you said. Yeah. Just flip those roles. Um, <laughs> did they make a big fat Greek wedding too? No. Yes. They they made a second. My one, big right? fat Greek wedding. Oh, did they make I thought you said they my a, best friend's yes. wedding too. They no. made a. If yes. they can make that a second, yes, they can definitely second. make a my best. There's a second. <laughs> they can make a second my best friend's. Uh, I'm wedding. sure gonna steal my idea. So. Um, Better write that down right away so someone else doesn't take do it. Do you know the original ending to this movie? No. So, they tested this movie like all movies or most movies, I should say. And speaking of my big fat Greek wedding, John Corbett comes in at the end as like a, a guest of the reception and like sweeps her off her feet oh, and they shit. fall in love. Oh, yeah, it's gross. And they played that yeah. at screening and people started booing right. at the ending. Right. And they said, no, she has to like be alone. Yeah. Well, at first, the, the crowd wanted that she ends up alone. But then um, I think it was Dermot Mulroney's like, well, it makes sense thematically if she ends up with George because George is her best friend and right. actually so right. that's yeah right. a little a little behind the wow, scenes wow that yeah. would have been a horrible ending <laughs> yeah, wow very hated movie wow yeah that's the case yeah um interesting hmm. and then that I, would have ruined this movie <laughs> <laughs> and I just have a uh, one shout out before we get into user reviews, is that cool? Sure. sure. I like to shout out the women's bathroom at Comiskey Park. Oh, I've never seen so many stalls in my life. That was bigger than the women's at the Bucks game. I've never <laughs> s- that that was heaven. How many yeah. stalls or like I mean, even for like if that was the amount of urinals for a men's that would like was that Comiskey, was the biggest bathroom I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I've never been to Comiskey Park. Is is that? Yeah, no. I don't know where that was. No, that actually, was. was that no. actually in Comiskey Park? Because if so, there was probably. 25 stalls, which... On on one side. Uh, 50. <laughs> now, you guys need some time. You have to go to the brew game. They have a lot of stalls at the brew game. They do. Um, There's a lot I've of stalls. i tried going in the women's not, bathroom. A lot of stalls. Not, not only... <laughs> but that was a big bathroom. But not only about the stalls, but about that scene, what I found amusing was everybody's dressed like they're dressed like going out to dinner or going out to a nightclub. No one's... There's not one jersey. There's not one baseball cap. There's not one... Look of sporting on any person. Yeah, you wouldn't know they were at it. It's almost like you were, they were actually extras from the movie The Natural, like a 1920s <laughs> baseball game. <laughs> you know, like they're in Again, sundresses. I think this was written like, by somebody who's like 107 years old. Because they're all in sundresses. Right. They yes. wore in like the 50s to baseball so that games. Is they're all weird. dressed up. Because remember when they had, um, <laughs> what was that movie that they filmed here, Major League, right? Yeah. And they told you if you're an extra, dress like you're coming to a baseball game. You know, so it's like, why wouldn't they tell these women? I think the guy dress said like dress in sundresses because that's what you wear to baseball games. Well, it was just weird. Bring your Cracker Jack. <laughs> woman in the black dress, yeah. Um, Cracker Jack here. Do we have user reviews? Uh, yes. All right. So speaking of user reviews, um, okay, I know you guys don't like my shit in a movie. I'm going to shit in this movie because you know a movie's bad when you look at your reviews and everybody talks about like the third or fourth person in a movie, like Rupert. Everyone's was like, Rupert saved the day. Rupert, Rupert this, Rupert that. I love Rupert. Rupert was the greatest. He was the greatest. I know, but that's like almost like 
It's a Wonderful Life, and someone's like, uh, a fourth character. That cop in that movie, you know, <laughs> Bert and Ernie were fucking amazing. Go ahead. He did save this movie, though. <laughs> he made this that's movie a, a lot. But that's what makes this movie bad. It was bad. Because... That's why it's barely watchable. <laughs> All right. So here's a couple. This is from uh, Evanston Dad. Why didn't Julia Roberts just get some female friends? <laughs> Which is true. It's like she has no female friends in this movie. That we know of. Uh, movie Allen says, gag me with a spoon. Kyle Westfall, worst movie of 1997, and that's the year Flubber was made. <laughs> and then I'm going to read, here's, here's something that I find funny. It's not, it's not a rip. It's actually, there was like a lot of these. It was pretty crazy. This is from Anja Dorica. And she says, um, this film is really the best wedding film I have ever seen. The story is realistic and the soundtrack is just amazing. I just love this film. I just wish that I will not, I will not feel the pain that Jules felt when she saw Kimberly and Mike happy because that really hurts. And I don't think I can handle that situation. Does anybody have any? <laughs> final... You guys don't find that funny that someone wrote that? Like, yes. Seriously? All right. It's definitely not the best wedding movie. Jeez, what the hell? You want to? We have a few more minutes. Do you have a pantheon of best wedding movies? Wedding Singer? Yeah, Wedding Singer is a great movie. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Wedding Crashers, of course. Deer Hunter. I don't know if Deer Hunter is considered a wedding movie, but. <laughs> I think it's just a scene. <laughs> just a scene. Uh, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Oh, oh I love, yeah, that's a good one. Mamma No Shut. comment. Mm. Crazy Rich Asians. Um, Didn't see it. <laughs> there's a lot of bad, The Godfather, obviously. There's a lot of bad wedding movies, though, too. Uh, Bride Wars, to be specific, you know. <laughs> Some real, I didn't hate it. Some real stinkers out there. Um, any other final comments on? One thing we didn't talk about was the um, Julia Roberts. She sneaks into the office of the head of baseball for the. Julia what? Roberts does commit a felony in this right. film. Yeah, so she goes on his on his laptop. She goes into his email. She sends a letter to. Michael's boss at Sport Magazine saying, you know, we want him to work with us, so pretty much fire him. And then for some reason, she clicks on save for later instead of delete or send. So save for later, and then shock of all shocks, the secretary goes and sends all the emails. So it's like, why did why are you saving it for later? What are you doing with it? Like either you delete it or you save or you send it. She's a horrible person. But yeah, she's just a douche. But I didn't understand the whole thing can't bring up safe for later uh, you can't bring up uh, logical fallacies 58 minutes into this podcast <laughs> say that for minute three next time well, i'm sorry uh, <laughs> that was like what do you call the most absurd thing that was absurd well thank you thanks Sue, for, for having me filling in for joel with syphilis does anybody joel get get well soon <laughs> does anybody have any uh last comments or jello creme brulee metaphors they want to get off their chest before <laughs> I we, forgot about that. <laughs> my quote was, you're never going to be Jell-O. <laughs> I think you can but say I want to be Jell-O. You, I think you can mark that down as all of our quotes. All right. Yeah, that part was cringy. Peace out. Good night, everyone. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. Fast show.